reading can be found on page 236 of the Church Bibles, and it will be on the overhead screen as well. 1 John, chapter 2, starting at verse 3. Now by this we may be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. Whoever says, I have come to know him but does not obey his commandments is a liar, and in such a person the truth does not exist. But whoever obeys his word, truly in this person the love of God has reached perfection. By this we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. Yet, I am writing you a new commandment that is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says, I am in the light, while hating a brother or sister, is still in the darkness. Whoever loves a brother or sister lives in the light, and in such a person there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates another believer is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and does not know the way to go, because the darkness has brought on blindness. I am writing you to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young people, because you have conquered the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young people, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. The love of the Father is not in those who love the world. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, the pride of riches, comes not from the Father, but from the world. And the world and its desires are passing away. But those who do the will of the God will live forever. The second reading can be found on page 105 in the New Testament. This is John chapter 14, starting at verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you in a little while. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. 
Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and I will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Very good morning to you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, may the light of your word and the light of your spirit shine in our lives that more and more we would walk in your light. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder how you show love. How do you show love? What do you do? What do you say? How do you show love? This week in the news, Gary Chapman's famous book, The Five Love Languages, has been reported as saying that actually there might be more than five love languages and some of the science behind it might not be as strong and steady as first thought. But nevertheless, how do you show love? Love to friends? Love to family members, love to a husband or wife, a child, a godchild. How do you show love? Is it acts of service? Is it words of affirmation? Is it human touch? Is it gifts? Or is it quality time? For most of us, it's a blend and blur of different ones, isn't it? At different times, perhaps even to different people, we do more than the other. We're back in 1 John today exploring what it means to walk in the light, to walk in love. And did you hear in the Gospel reading how Jesus thinks his followers will show love? Love for him, love for God. Did you hear it in the Gospel reading? Jesus said this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, some of us, when we hear commandments... We have a love relationship with commandments. We like to follow rules. Some of us, when we hear commandments, we resist and we're trying to find the best way and quickest way to break them. But Jesus says, you show your love for God by obeying his commandments. And in the Gospel, if we were to read on from Jesus' words that we heard today in John 14, in John 15, he will say, this is my commandment. Singular. One commandment. And many of us will know what it is, that you love one another as I have loved you. So how are we to show our love for God? How does God want love for him to be expressed? Well, it's love for each other. It's love for his body. It's love for his church. It's love for the people around you. Have a look round. Have a look round. The person next to you, the person behind you, the person to the side of you. God wants us to show love for him by loving one another. And so in our reading, if you've got it, 1 John, chapter 2, verse, verse 4, page 236. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments, is a liar. But then the positive, verse 3. By this we may be sure that we know him, if we obey his commands. And then verse 5 and 6. John is the sort of person who goes round and round in circles. Some of us like linear arguments. The Apostle Paul will be for you. 
Some of us, though, go round in circles. He says the same thing again in a different way, a different way. Someone has said the Apostle John in this letter is a poetic sermon. It's a symphony, if you like your music. A theme emerges, and then it comes back again, but in different ways, stronger ways. And so we hear, verse 6, whoever says, I abide in him, ought to live, ought to walk, just as he walked. And then, I wonder when we heard the reading from Catherine, did this surprise you? Did it confuse you? Verse 7, verse 8, an old commandment, which is also a new commandment. And this is how we're to show our love for God. Verse 7, Beloved, I'm writing to you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. So John's giving us an old commandment. Verse 8, Yet I'm writing you a new commandment that is true in him and in you. What's John saying? Is an old commandment, is a new commandment. It's from the beginning, but it's new. I think what he's saying is this command to love one another, to walk in the steps of Jesus, to obey Jesus' one command, to love one another as he has loved us. This command is old. It's as old as all the way back to Leviticus 19, when God first told his people, love your neighbor as yourself. It's as old as that. In fact, if you look at the religions of the world, pretty much all of them say something along the lines of, love your neighbor as yourself. It's an old commandment. But then Jesus, the night before he died, you remember what he said, we've heard it read, and in chapter 13 he said, a new commandment I give to you. What's new about it? Love one another, and here's what's new, as I have loved you. That's what's new. There's a new model for love, it's Jesus Christ, and his death, he's about to go and die. There's a new motivation for love, that Jesus has loved us. And so this new model, this new motivation, is to propel the people of God to walk in the light, which is to love, and love one another. And what John says, verse 8, is extraordinary. The true Light is in him, verse 8, and in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. If you were here at Christingle, you might remember a very big human Christingle. But hopefully you remember Ruth's words about Jesus being in the light of the world and then her encouragement and challenge that actually it's through us, it's through the people of God that God's light is shown to one another and to the world. That's John's point in verse 8. This light wasn't only true in Jesus. This love wasn't only true in Jesus. Think what he did. Think the depths that he went to for us. Think how he gave his life and his blood and his last breath for us to know God. But John says it's true in us. God's light is seen in our lives when? When we love one another. And so let me ask you this morning... How do you think God sees you? How do you think God sees you this morning and looks at your life? Well, let me ask you another question. When you ever see a little baby trying to take those first few steps along the sofa, perhaps along the pews here, maybe in your home, do you think their family and friends say, no, 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 come on, you walk like this. That's how you do it. Or do you think as they take their stuttering steps, as they have a go, 
as they grab the sofa, tottle over, and then have another go. Do you not think their family and friends who watch them love them, encourage them, cheer them on, and see that as a delight? And so let me ask you, as we try to do those steps of love, loving one another, how do you think your Heavenly Father sees you today? Often, some of us think God sees us and thinks, awful. There's nothing like it. You've got to walk like this. But God looks at us, he looks at our children, at his children, I beg your pardon. He doesn't see disappointment in those who are his. He loves us. And in us, he sees his love. Verse 8 This new commandment, love one another as I have loved you, is true in him and in you. So what I'd like to do this morning, really, is celebrate where I and others have seen this love amongst us. And then ask us to consider, how could we grow in this love? Because John says, it's in us. And I've only been here 18 months, but there's many and varied ways that we see God's love in us as a church family. And I've got the 11 o'clock service team to thank because I asked for their thoughts as well about where and how we see this love in action and in one another. And so be encouraged as we celebrate God's love amongst us. Here are some of the ways people said that they've seen God's love. By taking time to chat and listen to someone else in the church family by praying for someone else and remembering what they said and then asking them. That's God's love in action. By giving meals for those in difficult situations and lifts to church so those who wouldn't be able to come can come. By giving meals to those who've just had a little baby and are struggling to get from one day to another. By helping those who are bereaved, struggling and lonely, by being a friend. I was told of one story in COVID times. One lady took it upon herself to think of five or six single people in the church to ring and see how they were. That is God's light and love in action. This is seeing this new commandment in person, in flesh. It might be those who visit people who are in hospital, those who take them to an appointment so they can go. It might be that challenging word. You haven't seen someone at church for a while and you just want to get alongside them and say, oh, how are you doing? Are you okay? I've noticed you haven't been here. Can I help? Someone else said, actually, it was a new prayer triplet for them. They found new bonds of love and friendship and trust as a result of that initiative. And though the initiative has formally finished, they want to carry on. They're walking in love. The light of God is seen in those actions. And it's also seen, of course, in those who come and experience such a welcome. They might have been somewhere else, and for whatever reason, they didn't experience that welcome, but they've come here and they experience that. God's love is seen in action. Someone has said that the church is to be famous for its love. We are, 
verse 6, to walk as he walked. I remember it, the Monty Python sketch. Do you remember it? The ministry of, how does it go? Silly walks? Do you remember that one? I'm not going to do it for you. I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> Ask Mark to do it later. But the ministry of silly walks is a silly walk. But the point and the fact of the matter is, many of us walk, even unconsciously, like family members. I remember once being told, I've got terrible posture. Actually, it turns out some of my family members have bad posture, and that affects the way I walk. But we are to imitate, and we do imitate, because we abide in the one true God, and in his son, Jesus Christ. We're to walk in his ways. And when God sees us, when God sees the ways we love each other, he is absolutely delighted. Think of the father, the mother, the grandmother, the friend, seeing that little baby having a go at trying to walk. He loves it. He loves it so much that John, in his words here, there's such a, a rolling affirmation and encouragement. Verse 12 to 14, it looks like a poem, the way it's set up. John is cheering these friends, these children of God, these beloved ones, these loved ones on. He says, look, you are the ones whose sins are forgiven. You are the ones who've known God from the beginning. You are the ones who conquered the evil one. You are the ones who know the Father. You are the ones who are strong. You are the ones in whom the word of God abides. You are the ones who have overcome the world. And I bet those first listeners and readers were thinking, does he really know us? Is that really true of us? And we'll hear that and think, does God really know us to say those things? But he does. He sees us this way. The miracle and the wonder of grace. And so today, celebrate where in your own life you have received and seen and experienced that love from others. Perhaps write some of them down today. And then secondly, how can we grow in this? How can we go on walking? It's a lovely image, isn't it, that we are to walk as he walks, to walk in the light, to walk in love. By definition, that's ongoing. A lady this morning said she got to church, she walked to church, but she did have to stop three times. But she kept going. Another step, another moment, another step. And you'll remember the Apostle Paul says in Galatians, keep in step with the Spirit. And what's the Spirit of God's first fruit? Love. And so how could we as a church family grow in love together? We'll all know Friends, we might be those ourselves who have moved on from one church because of how we were treated. It's a challenge to love one another. John isn't asking us here to love the ideal, but the reality. The person in your home group who's a bit of a pain. The person in church that you would rather avoid. The person who you hold a grudge against. Something that happened many years ago. The person in church who just thinks so differently to you. The person in church who is a different personality. Is not born and bred in Ecclesall. Or doesn't do and say and think things the way all saints do. The challenge is to love Rebecca and I were in a church in London for four years while I was training, Rebecca was teaching. 
And we, we loved our church, a tiny little village church. If we got 30 on a Sunday morning, one service, we'd done well. And I sometimes thought, though, of that church. I wonder how the church family would be different if we saw church primarily as a family and not something to attend. I wonder how our interactions and relationships would be more real and honest, perhaps less consumerist, coming and going to church, and more community, involved and sharing in one another's lives. It might be for some of us, as we hear this command today, we want to do that thinking for ourselves. How could I have a more community view of church, a more family view of church, a more real and true view of church, than just coming and going, as and when I can, when the diary affords. But for others of us, the challenge to love is the logistics of time, a busy, busy life. One of the members of the 11 o'clock service team said, our middle-class cultural reserve might hold us back. Hold us back from saying, I need some help, I need support, I need encouragement. I'm struggling with my faith. I have doubts. What would it mean for us to love like this? You might have noticed in the passage, verse 8, 9 and 10, we're back to this darkness and light that John spoke of in chapter 1. And it's very, very strong language. He says, in verse 10, whoever loves a brother or sister lives in the light. What a place to be. That's how God sees us. But verse 11, whoever hates another believer is in the darkness, walks in the darkness and does not know the way to go. And we hear the word hate and we think, is that really possible of me? It might be. We might have that serious black and white feeling towards another believer, a member of the God's family. But it might be just indifference. You just don't care about those around you in your church. And God calls us today to be like him. To walk in his light. And to love as he loves. And so, as I finish, a few possible ways we could put this into action. It might be, as I've said, it's a change of attitude and mindset. Church is family not just a function I go to. But it might be for some of us, for the first time, we think, I'm going to stay for tea and coffee today and actually speak to someone else. It might be that in a church like ours, you find others that you can get to know better because it's hard in a church this size to have real friendships. There's a home group that's recently began with Sue Blaby and Liz Timms, and on the notice sheet it says they need and are looking and wanting new members. You might think that's a place I could go and belong and get to know people. And for some of us, of course, it might be what John says at the end of the chapter that we've had today, that it's the love of the world. It's the pride in the stuff we've got that stops us loving each other. And so John would say, if that's us, 
Come back to your first love. To the one who came for you, who forgave you, who has made you his child. And so let us walk in light, not only celebrating the many ways we experience God's love through one another, this new commandment, but let us think, what are those steps? Baby steps, little steps, that our God loves to see, that he cheers on and delights in, that we could walk in and follow in the Lord Jesus' footsteps. Let's pray together. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us, and that we do and can walk as Jesus walked. Thank you for every instance and example in this church family of love for one another, love given and love received. And help us to know your Spirit's prompting to where we can go on more and more to walk in love, to live in light, and to do that for one another. This we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen.